0: Welcome back to Think Blue. It is episode three. Today is Monday, April 4th, 2022. And ladies and gentlemen, we are three days away from Dodgers opening day. Finally, it's been so long. We've made it to opening week, really. Um, it didn't seem like we were going to get here a few weeks ago. You know, it's crazy to think about it, but you go back a month ago, month and a half ago games were starting to get canceled. They were meeting in Florida, and we found out that they weren't going to get a deal done and the games were going to get canceled. And then they met the following week. And again, it looked like we were going to miss the first two weeks of the season. But then they were able to figure it out. And four weeks later, here we are. Opening day is on Thursday. The Dodgers play the Rockies. I expect a W that day. It's always good to get off on the right, right foot for me. Opening day, I know in the hind scheme of things, it doesn't really mean anything, but for me personally, every year, the Dodgers opening day, I don't care if, it's at, if they start at home or it's on the road. For me, they have to win that game. It's so important to me to get off on the right start, get off on the right track, and I know this year the schedule's weird. They're going to have two home openers. Thursday's their actual start of their season but then they'll be in Colorado and then i think they'll be in they'll be in um they'll be in Minnesota for two games oh, that's a weird one and then they'll come home and then they come home uh for their home opener next thursday april 14th against the cincinnati reds that is a night game by the way the first thursday game their home opener that's a 7-10 start and it was so weird i was like well why is it a 7-10 start but then I look who they're playing the previous day. They gotta go from Minnesota at and it's a 10 a.m. start here in Los Angeles. They gotta play that game, get on a flight, and then they have a seven seven ten game the previous the next night, and that's their home opener. So for me, it's always it's a big thing for me for the Dodgers to win on opening day. And if they start on the road, it's very important for me for them to win on their home opener. Um, obviously I get over it quickly, but it really, opening day means a lot to me. So I want to start here. Got some things to talk about today. The Dodgers return to Southern California. The Dodgers do this every year. They have their spring training in Glendale, Arizona. And then the last three games of the, of their spring training is against the Angels, the Anaheim Angels. And every year they switch off, you know, it's three. So this year, the Dodgers have two games at Dodger Stadium before the regular season. And then the Angels had their game at home yesterday. Next year, it'll switch. The Angels will have two home games. Dodgers will have one. It flips every year. Dodgers lost yesterday, five to one. And I'm not trying to make a big deal about it, but it's kind of a, it's not a big deal, but it kind of is, if that makes any sense, because um, they lost five to one. And they really didn't do much. They didn't do much. They had four hits in the game. They committed two errors, and they only scored a run. Meanwhile, the Angels look really good. They look really good. Noah Syndergaard pitched five innings, only allowed two hits, one earned run, and he struck out seven. And the Dodgers, another another bad night. Just, Dodgers are four and eight this spring training now like i said i'm not trying to make a big deal about it because it happens you know sometimes yeah i could have win every game i understand that but i don't know what's going on you've heard rumblings in the clubhouse that you know dave robert is very like you know he's not happy with how his team has played so far and i'm right there with him i know this is spring training but you got to perform well and so far I haven't seen it. Now, the Dodgers, they get let's just say they get off to a good start. They sweep the Rockies or they win three out of four. Then they take care of business against the Twins and then they come home and have a good series against the Reds. We're not talking about spring training. We're not. But um this is definitely a little concerning. The same problems that happened to us at the end of last year in the postseason. Dodgers couldn't hit is the same thing that's happening in this couple of these spring training games these guys have not hit and the dodgers have another game tonight they're back at the ravine for the first time in this 2022 calendar season and i'm, I'm looking forward to see julio Rios is going to take the out tonight i don't make too i don't make too big of a deal about walker bueller's start on sunday because he he looked very good he looked very good all all spring training So he he honestly, he was due for a little hiccup and you, would you like it to be your last start before the real deal on Thursday? Yeah, I wish he would have, you know, performed a little bit better, but he's pitched great all year and, and I know he's going to have a big 2022 and speaking of that, I was going to talk about this a little later, but we could just mention it now. Congratulations to Walker Buehler. He's your opening day starter for the Los Angeles Dodgers. He will take the mound for game one. And it is the first time in his young career that he's taken the ball. And he's coming off the best year of his career last year. Where he had a a record of 16 and four with a 2.47 ERA, and 212 strikeouts. And uh, he had a career high in innings. Uh, 207 two two third innings and he had 33 starts and he finished fourth at the Cy Young voting so congratulations to Walker Buehler it is well deserved and he even said it it's the right perfect time and I agree you know you can only give the ball to Kershaw so many times and it's crazy how all last decade I think other than 2000 he didn't get it in 2020, and in 2019, Hung Jin Ryu got it. But um, other than that, Kershaw has been the opening day starter for the past decade. And it definitely is the changing of the guard because for the longest time, we were saying, you know, all right, is going to get the ball in game one of the postseason. He's going to get the ball on opening day. He's going to get the ball in a big moment. And for the longest time, it was like, okay, who's going to take the ball away from this guy? He's at the top of his game, winning MVPs, winning Cy Young Award, All-Star Games. Who's going to be the next Clayton Kershaw, the guy to take the keys and run with it? And it's Walker Bueller. And this is definitely another sign that the changing of the guard is here. And I think Kershaw knows it. I'm sure he knows it by now that he's not the guy anymore. He's not the guy anymore. And I'm going to continue to say this as long as he's healthy. He doesn't need to be the guy anymore doesn't have to go out there and pitch eight innings a nine nine inning shutout doesn't have to go out there and throw 15 strikeouts would be nice definitely would be nice but doesn't have to do that he can just give us six innings five and a half six innings of one run two run ball that's all you can ask out of him now he's still a very good pitcher and when he's healthy he's on He's got that beautiful curveball. He can – fastball velocity has gone down a lot in the last couple years, but he still throws it with efficiency, and he has a good slider. But um, I know we're kind of getting off track here with Walker Buehler, but congratulations to Walker Buehler. It's well-deserved. And um, Walker Buehler, in the past couple years, he's gotten the ball for us at big moments, you know, the – the tiebreaker game in 2018 against the Rockies. Game seven of the National League Championship Series against the Brewers in 2018. Game three against the Red Sox when they were down 02 in 2018. World Series all happened in that one year. Um, game six against the Atlanta Braves in 2020 in that championship series. So Walker Bueller has gotten the ball in big moments and he's delivered. He got a little shaken up in this year's postseason, this past postseason, but, and, and continuing on that, he had to pitch on short days rest in game four of the division series against the Giants when they were trailing in the series 2-1. So the point is, Walker Bueller has gotten the ball in big moments, and this is now another thing to add to his resume, his first start on opening day, and I couldn't be happier for him. And I know he's going to be ready to go, fired up. And I'm sure that clubhouse was fired up for Walker Bueller to get the ball opening day. Continuing on, there was a trade over the weekend. There was a trade on, excuse me, there was a trade on Friday. Friday morning, I was actually getting my haircut. Shout out to Ethan. He's in Glenda, gives great haircuts. And um, I was getting done with my haircut. And I looked down on my phone and I was like, oh, wow, I can't believe, really? I can't believe that happened. And I checked and I read to him that it's AJ Paula getting traded to the White Sox for Craig Kimbrell. And we were both, we both were, we paused for a second, but then we were both excited. So that was the big trade that happened over on Friday. And I I, I love it. I love it. Now, for starters, thank you AJ Pollock for everything. He came from the Diamondbacks in 2019 and some people were like, "Oh, okay. Coming from a we appreciate he's coming from a division rival team, but what can he do for us?" And listen, there was a lot of fans after that 2019 season that wanted him out of here. Especially after not doing anything in the postseason that year, they wanted him gone. But he had three good seasons here in Los Angeles. I have the stats up here in the 3 years that he spent here in LA he had a batting average of he had a batting average of 282 he had 150 he had 52 home runs 150 RBIs he had an OPS of 337 he had a slug of uh 519 and he had an OPS of 856 and he played he played 258 games. Now, when you think about it, it's really not that much. He played the most games in 2021 with 117. Um, he played the 55 of the 60 games in 2020, so that's good. But in 2019, he played 86 games. But I, I'm i going to miss AJ Pollock. You know, from, he grew on everybody. You know, everybody was happy to have him here when he signed with the Dodgers, but it just from the beginning, it didn't really make sense. And then he actually comes here and he does very well. He performs very well and he helped us win a World Series in 2020. So I can't I can't talk bad on AJ Pollock. He had a, I was there for his last game at Dodger Stadium, which is crazy to think now when he uh, he had two. I think he had two home runs that day. I know he hit a hit a big three run bomb. In game five of the championship series against the Braves that just put the game away was 11-2. to two. But um, a lot of mixed reviews on this one. Some people were very disappointed, very disappointed that they traded A.J. Pollock. And some people were very disappointed that we picked up Craig Kimbrough in that. And I, I see this as an even trade. I really do. I see this as an even trade for both teams. The Dodgers have enough hitting. I know it may not seem like it in the couple spring training games that you probably have watched, but they have enough. They have enough outfielders. They have enough hitting. They have enough players on the bench. And for the White Sox, they needed another outfielder. They're dealing with some injuries. Season hasn't even started yet. And the White Sox are already dealing with the injury bug. And it's so unfortunate because they're the team that a lot of people have either getting to a World Series or getting very close to winning the AL pennant and making it to the World Series. So it's very unfortunate for the White Sox. But um, I see this as an even trade. And now you have the Dodgers have their closer. They have their closer now. Dodgers, that's the great thing about the Dodgers. They always are trying to win and they'll do anything to win. They're they're not going to be, you know, drunken sailors. They're going to do it the right way. They'll do it smart. They won't do a lot. They'll do a large sometimes, as you've seen with the signings of Freddie Friedman and Mookie Betts. But they've worked out. Now we haven't seen Freddie Friedman. Mookie's worked out. We haven't seen Freddie in a Dodger, play in a Dodger season yet. But I think he's going to do fine. Um, like I said, I see this as an even trade. Both teams saw value in them, especially A.J. Pollock being an outfielder, and he's going to play every day in left field. And Craig Kimbrough is now your closing. Now you know it's you can uh, it's, you can uh, sw- it's going to be interesting what you do with this bullpen now. Are you gonna? Because now it seemed like it was going to be it was going to be a closure by committee. Whoever's hot, or whoever wants to get the ninth can do it. It was either between Blake Trinan, between Bruce Star Victor Gonzalez, Phil Bigford, guys like that. Now you have your ninth inning closer to get you three outs to win a ball game. Now, I understand. I think you all saw what happened over the weekend. On Saturday, he got absolutely lit up against the Giants. He gave up two home runs, a double and a single. And um, that was um, definitely definitely not good to see. Definitely not good to see, especially because I told everybody, all my Dodger friends that I know that I was happy for this trade and a lot of them disagreed with me. And I was like, I, I see why, you know. Essentially, it's like, do you want you want AJ Pollock's bat over Craig Kimbrell's um, pitching. But I still think he's going to do very well. Now, I've heard that he hasn't thrown much in spring. So this is probably going to have to carry into the regular season. He's probably gonna have to uh, figure some things out in, in the regular season, but it's fine. You still have other guys that can get the ninth inning. Like I said, I just gave you, I gave you Trinan, I gave you Daniel, I gave you Gratterwall, I gave you Bessia, Justin Brule, Gonzalez, Tyler Anderson, David Price, Daniel Hudson can even get it. But you also now have you have your closer. You replaced Ken, You replaced Kenley Jansen with Craig Kimbrell. And Craig Kimbrell has more saves. The only weird thing about it is is that they both make the same amount of money, $16 million per year, which is weird. So it, it makes you wonder and scratch your head like we couldn't bring back Kenley Jansen for the same amount. But I think Kenley Jansen just, he didn't wear out his welcome in LA. He just, he did everything he possibly could. You know, big saves in the playoffs. He won a World Series. All-Star games. He did everything he possibly could imagine. I think he just wanted to change the scenery, and I think he just wanted to come home. Now, he's a free agent in one year. Again, if he has a good year or he doesn't, he has a decent year. Maybe he'll want to come back to the Dodgers, and I think a lot of fans would like to have him back, but we shall see. But in the end, I like this trade. I know he had a bad performance on Saturday, but You're going to see him again. I think he's going to do fine. I see it as an even trade. I see it as a win-win even trade for both the White Sox and the Dodgers. And uh, who knows? These two teams could meet in the World Series if all things go right and if all things go well for both sides. You could see A.J. Pollock versus Craig Kimbrell in a big World Series game, and we'll see how that goes. But um, continuing on, continuing on, the Dodgers – did lose we had an unfortunate passing this morning as uh Tommy Davis he's a three-time world series champion with the Los Angeles Dodgers he passed away last night at the age of 83 some of his uh accomplishments like I just said he was a three-time world series champion he was a two-time batting champion he he um he also played basketball he he um he did a lot of good things. he spent 8 years with the Dodgers he also played for the Mets White Sox played for a lot of teams he had a, he played for the White Sox Mets Seattle Houston Oakland Cubs Orioles the Angels and Kansas City and he was a three-time all-star that retired in 1967 and as his career he had a batting a career batting average of 294 he was one game shy of 2000 and he had a 1000 50 he had 1052 RBIs and he had 153 home runs and the Dodgers plan a moment of silence for him tonight against the Angels which starts at 6:10 so um definitely it's unfortunate but uh a great Dodger a great Dodger he passed away in Phoenix Dodgers announced it today and they will not provide the cause of his death provide the cause of his death but he was they were informed by his daughter but um, uh, very sad and very unfortunate but uh, he won three world series with the Dodgers in 59 63 and 65 so if you can win with the Dodgers you're a world champion you're if you can win a world series with the Dodgers you're you're a Dodger great I don't care what anyone says so uh, rest in peace to Tommy Davis and um, um, nothing con- condolences to the family and all his friends. So <clears throat> lastly, just kind of to finish off this um, just little podcast here before we get out of here every week. I think I'm going to start doing this now. I'm going to tell you guys the best thing that I saw from, a, from the Dodgers in the past week, whether if it's from a player or a fan or a manager, anything, anything that I see that I feel like it's worthy and it and it's, makes you happy as a Dodger fan, I'm going to share it with you guys. And last week, <clears throat> or this week, I should say, my, the best thing I've seen from the Dodgers, Edwin Rios. Edwin freaking Rios. This guy's having a spring. He told the the media and everybody when he came back to this spring that he was on a mission to make the opening day roster and have a big impact on this team in 2022. All he's done is hit three home runs, hit seven RBIs, and had a batting average of .333 with a slug of .810 and an OPS of over 1,000. And they just announced actually a few minutes ago or a few hours ago that he is gonna make the opening day roster, so congratulations to Edwin Reels. this guy's been mashing the ball all spring training long, and even when even when he gets out, they're hard hit lineouts to either the outfield or the infield, but this guy's putting the bat on the ball, and we need that you know because um who knows that could be our DH and he could be our number one bench option alongside Gavin Lux and guys like that. So my favorite thing that I saw for the Dodgers this week is Edwin Rios. And I'm so glad that he's healthy and he looks great. And hopefully he has a big impact for us in 2022. Cause uh, I love Edwin Rios from a lefty to a lefty. It's beautiful to see his swing and what damage he could do on the baseball field. All right, that uh, that that wraps it up for this week. Um, when we hear each other again, when you hear me again, we're gonna have some games to talk about. We're gonna be discussing next week the first four games of the regular season between the Rockies and Dodgers, and hopefully I'll come on here and uh, praise them and say, you know, what a series they swept them or took three out of four. But uh, this is very exciting. It's time for Dodger baseball. The Los Angeles Dodgers are back. They're here. And they're looking to go win their eighth World Series championship in franchise history. That is all for today. My name is Mello. Follow me on all my socials. Follow Around the Diamond on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And uh, check out our content. Like I said, big year coming. And it starts on Thursday. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you guys next Monday.